the future. The polar ice caps have melted, and the continents are deep beneath the waves. The survivors live on these floating fortresses known as atolls in this place called Waterworld. Brave explorers voyage in search of the legend of Dryland, the last remaining on the planet. But the deacon, maniacal leader of a group of evil raiders called Smokers, is determined to find dry land first. He's ensured that no explorer has ever returned until now. Thank you so much. 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 Hey, Ty. Yeah. What's your favorite part of Waterworld? Oh, boy. I'm going to say the part where... They have the jet skis. Actually, I'm just going to say when you learn there are jet skis. Because <laughs> I've seen this movie several times. Yeah. And when the jet skis show up... Yep. Actually, no. I take it back. <laughs> it's in that same scene, though, where the jet skis show up for the first time. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Yep. But when they pull up the big ramp and yes. have the guys that are being pulled on water skis behind an airplane yes and they go up to the ramp and they ramp the they go up the ramp on the skis and go over this wall and land inside which makes no sense because they could have just jumped out of the airplane yes it's just pure spectacle yep there's no lot they just had water skiers that they had already hired it's just a water show yeah it's just (laughs) just like yeah water show i'm ski's, surprised ski spectacular i'm surprised they didn't have like a pyramid yeah <laughs> of skiers honestly just but, nonsense and then one guy goes on the ramp and misses yep one guy great. biffs and just hits the wall yes incredible that is kind of water world in a nutshell i'd say oh yeah just a lot of spectacle that doesn't necessarily serve the story but it serves the world in a really insane way yes and not in a believable way not at all. This movie is not believable in the slightest, and there are so many and things that you could pick apart. None of the details make it seem... It's actually a little bit like um, the Mad Max, specifically the newest Mad Max, Fury Road, uh-huh. in that, you know, like there's this guy that plays the guitar on the front of the thing or whatever. Yes. And it doesn't make sense, but it's cool. But it makes sense in the world that they've made for Except it. in Waterworld... It's incredibly distracting because the movie is totally insane. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say... It, it doesn't really even logically make sense within what they're trying to do from moment to moment. So yes, like the uh, water skiers. The way that you actually... I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was, gonna, I was thinking about how this is like a perfect movie. Movie movie. Yeah. In that there's no way this could exist as anything but what it is. Like it has to be a movie, in yeah. that, and they have to, you know, in a two-hour movie, you don't have to explain everything. Mm-hmm. Like you can get away with not explaining things, and there being outside ways to explain stuff. Yeah, I always think of like Star Wars, how a lot of the stuff just brings up more questions. Mm-hmm. Even even in the, like the newest one, how people were mad that like they dropped bombs, and it's like gravity doesn't work that way in space, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, but in the Star Wars movies. All of the space battles are supposed to be like World War II naval battles. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the logic that they use. Yeah. And that's that's what they've set up for the world to use. And so yeah. 
In that way, it's perfect. It fits the rules exactly. And in the same way, yeah. roll with me on this. <laughs> yeah. Waterworld, we know that there's not enough water in, on the entire Earth to cover all of the Earth. Yeah. But in Waterworld, it did. Yeah. And so... The yeah. fact that they're searching for the one piece of land yeah. makes sense I, yeah. because in the movie that they have created for us, that's what it is. I, like, I kind of get what you're saying, but it's all... So here's my problem and the with tone, that. The tone is yeah. weird for sure. So example I'm going to use is drinking water. Yeah. Yep. So drinking water is very expensive, which yep. makes sense. Yep. And it's very hard to come by. Yes. But the problem with that is... The movie is set up as being our world in the future. Yeah. And it's like, it. so like they're consistent throughout the movie of how hard drinking water is to come across and how much everybody drinks. Yes. But for how they set up the movie, I'm sitting there watching it saying, they're not even drinking anywhere close to enough water. Oh, it doesn't no. matter. Like, it doesn't like affect the plot or anything. Yeah. It's just so distracting. See, okay, and that, maybe that's the difference. Is- and that's why I think it, it doesn't totally work as like a fully immersive thing like i think star wars at the very least old star wars yeah is kind of nonsense but is immersive enough yeah and i and think water world it has is, consistency in its own rules water world is very internally consistent that's what i like about it yeah. so much but like it makes no like, sense like that the jets like if it had been even more otherworldly maybe that would have helped maybe. like if they didn't try to put in these little easter eggs like this is our world like reminders that's almost. also why i love it is because like that he has like a box of, cr- of like crayola no cra- yeah like he has a box of crayola crayons or whatever the exxon valdez thing yeah. and all it, of like, the national geographics i think and all this of, is supposed to be like yeah. 500 years in the future <laughs> all of that for me is it, it works against itself in its fantastical setting and this constant grounding that they feel like they have to do, grounding it in reality for no reason sure, other than sure, to ruin sure, sure. their own immersiveness. See, and that, that's why I like, there's no way that he should be able to, for example, he's adapted to like breathe in salt water. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, because he, you know, he's got the gills and stuff. Yeah. And on top of that, he's like in that one scene where he brings her into the water and breathes for her. That also makes no sense because it's like that's not how gills work. <laughs> yeah. Does it like yeah. make more oxygen? Yeah. Fish don't breathe in water and then breathe out oxygen. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It makes so. But but <laughs> when you're watching the movie, yeah, you're like. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got gills. He can yeah. breathe underwater. Yeah. So now she can breathe underwater. It's fine done yeah like (laughs) if it's a movie that almost asks you to like think of those things and just says nope yeah just don't care yeah it's like a switch of turning your brain off just stop thinking about it yes and so in that sense this movie is awesome (laughs) if you can turn your brain the logic part of your brain off yeah this movie is so cool i love this movie almost like unashamedly so okay because It does all the things I want a movie to do. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. They clearly put so much effort into like the big battle scenes. And the settings and it's, the costumes. It's and... what I want a movie to be. I yeah. want the movie to like... I don't want it to just be like, here's the most realistic take of a man on a boat. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah. boring. Okay. I don't think it's awesome. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, Should we, we first explain why we watched this or the plot at all? Let's let's talk about why we, why we watched okay. it first. We did a uh, Patreon poll 
For those that don't know about Patreon, we have a Patreon, and you, if you are on there, you can be one of the people that suggest to us which uh, movie goes on our poll on Twitter. And you have to pass very small amounts of money, which basically just covers us posting this on SoundCloud. Yeah, but anyway, so somebody suggested, or our options were Inception, Waterworld, The Mule, mm-hmm. and what was the fourth one? Was it Harry Potter? One of the Harry Potter ones, yeah, yep. And... Uh, Inception and Waterworld tied, and mm-hmm. I was more excited for, to review Waterworld first. We'll probably do them both. We will definitely, and I we don't... probably would have done them both anyway. But this, <laughs> but don't tell the patrons that it, this pushed it up up front. Yeah, to the oh, top yeah. of the list. Yeah, so that helped a lot. So uh, we'll do another one soon. Mm-hmm. But this made us watch Waterworld, and when it was recommended, we were just like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Yeah, thank that's you such for recommending it, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Yep. And uh, uh, it's so cool because it's like Water Mad Max. Yep. That's it. That's and, all I have to say about how cool it is. And it's a movie that has so much background information, like the production. Oh, boy. We'll get into that. Yeah. But, um, Which is, it's it all comes together for a great episode, I think. Or a yeah, great movie to do for an episode. It's truly just... I don't know. It's so cool. And we grew up watching Waterworld. Yes. Our dad loves Waterworld. Loves it. It would come on TV and he'd be like, hey, have you guys seen this? Come in here. (laughs) Or if we had seen it, he'd just be like, hey, Waterworld's on. Yeah. And And it'd be like a Sunday afternoon. And there's a funny thing about this movie. A lot of it was cut, but Mm -hmm. there are some added scenes that got put in to just random plays on television. Yeah. And... Dad happened to see one of those, mm-hmm. and I think he taped about half of it. Yep. And it adds more context to the world. Yeah. Which makes this even cooler and also even more insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we'll probably talk about those scenes as well because yeah. I want I want to talk about them so much, but yeah. I, I'll hold off until yeah. we actually yeah talk about the movie. Just, so we're fond of Waterworld. Yeah. And big, I hadn't seen it in a very long time. It I hadn't been seen it in ten years too. for sure. Yes. Um, so so glad we watched it. Yeah, so we can go over the plot a little bit. It's the future. The Universal logo turns into like the whole world flooding, which is already that tells you how perfect it start. is. It's so good. Yeah. And the first thing we see is this guy peeing into a bottle, which is also cool. Just an insane opening shot, by the way. <laughs> Panning up a guy peeing, and then Kevin Costner butt flinching really hard to stop <laughs> peeing uh really sets you up it makes no perfectly oh uh, like why would you do that but yeah this is our main character they refer to him as the mariner yeah they never really he doesn't ever have a name the names in this movie are insane i was scrolling through i'm gonna get distracted by every little bit of thing yeah, that you're that's saying completely i was scrolling through the i was trying to figure out what the main woman character's name was yeah and i'm scrolling through the cast what or like the Helen, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Almost none of the characters have names. No. They all have titles. Yes. In like a very Mad Max way. Which is cool. But not like in a bullet farmer title kind of way. Yeah. It's like oh, her name jobs that exist yeah. in the real world, so they're yep. kind of forgettable. Yeah, they're like drifter, gatesman, enforcer. And no one is like, boy. hey, no one's like, hey, gatesman, you know, like they just don't have names. One guy's the, uh, called the hydroholic, which I think oh, is that's great. pretty cool. That's like an alcoholic, but he actually just wants a hit of water, man. <laughs> and there's a couple other ones, you know, like like the bad guy's the deacon. That's cool. Yeah, he's, the mariner. Yeah, the mariner is. He's got this really cool, not a catamaran, but like a one one of those boats with like three holes three holes yeah kind of 
And so, and really cool sales. The whole thing is just super cool. Yep. And he goes a around. Gl- a lot of glamour shots of the boat. Yeah. They give you, um, they give you a little bit of background on the world of, in that, like, everybody is on boats mm-hmm. or on barges. These, these islands called atolls, mm-hmm. which are essentially just human, you know, they just built up a, an island that mm-hmm. floats around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anytime you run into another person out on the sea, you have to trade with them. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the law that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. So you have to trade something, and so that that'll come in, you know, come again later in the movie. But yep. that's the first thing we kind of see, and we see that there are also people who you know, like pirates, essentially, that are going and taking other people's stuff. Yep. The mariner shows up at the big atoll, and in order to trade, and mm-hmm. he wants some stuff. They want some stuff. He actually has a jar of dirt, which, which is, is the very most, valuable. The most valuable resource, um, actually, the second most valuable resource outside of paper, because mm-hmm. there's no, no way to make paper anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's basically he stays there for a while, and then he gets caught. Right? They find out that he's a mutant, and so yeah. they they they, they capture freak him. out. They they're yeah they're losing it. And, and the way they catch him is that some guy offers his daughter to him to like. We need like more genes in this. Yeah, in this group. And uh, he says no, and he's like nobody. They're that's all been suspicious. Out, has been out there that long. Whatever, say no, and why? And so. they do a very bad job of setting up why they all freak out that he's a mutant. I thought. Yeah, they did. It's weird, they but just, it's anyway. They just don't mention. But <laughs> that's just fine. Don't. That's, that's fine. It's what the plot needs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also in the meantime, he meets Helen, who has this girl. She's like the bartender, but for water. Yep. And that's about all they have. And she's got this little girl with her, and the little girl has a tattoo on her back, which legend says is directions to dry land. Yep. And so eventually you find out that that is not her daughter. Mm-hmm. They ju- She just found her in a little basket with some dirt. Yep. And meanwhile, there is another a bad guy on the boat who also hears overhears this. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's kind of tracking down this girl so they can find dry land hopefully mm-hmm. so then the the main our main villain attacks the atoll while he's while the mariner is caught mm-hmm. and he is played by dennis hopper his yes. name is the deacon yes he's amazing he's like he came in from a different film entirely oh yeah he he's a real joker he's yeah he's just like telling jokes and like yeah kind of it up he yeah he it feels like he's from a different movie because he's the only person with a sense of humor in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he's just having a grand old time. And uh, the Mariner escapes. So it's like a big siege on this. And it's really atoll. cool. Holy cow. It's, yeah. It, cool action. They, they film, the action they film it cool. Incredible. I'm sure that's where they spent a lot of their money on. Yeah. And the whole thing just looks amazing. There's skiers and jet skiers. Yeah. And they've got these big hoses set up to, to like spray off, spray away people. Yep. They got a big machine gun. So the bad guys are called the smokers. Yeah. Because they like, all use oil stuff. Yep. And, a lot and of they also literally smoke. smoke. Yep. Um, but then they kind of besiege this city. And through happenstance, the mariner has to team up with the woman and the little girl. Yep. They make a deal that they'll help him break out mm-hmm. if they can escape with him. Yeah. So they escape. It's pretty cool. And then the rest of the movie is basically... Them trying to escape the Them smokers. trying to escape the smokers and trying to make their way towards dry land. And trying to, you know, figure... Trying to actually, though, really the content of the movie is them trying to get along. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The three of them. Yep. Um, and for the Mariner to become less of a wild man, I guess. Yeah. He's... Tr- 
because he he's trying to or he's becoming civilized and they are learning, learning how the world him. out they're there all works, learning yeah. to trust each other so yeah. but the plot strictly is you know the girl gets kidnapped by the smokers he goes to rescue the mariner her. has to go rescue her um and then you know they escape yeah and it's that's that's pretty much it like i we don't have to go like step by step through yeah. the whole thing because it's more fun to just talk about individual scenes. The plot, though, you got to get the even like the plot part that you described already just to understand what's going on in an even basic way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> even it's, just like even just like why is so much of the movie him and this these people he hates? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is actually really fun. Which I think is honestly the best part of the movie is just their interactions and how that was the most memorable for me. Yeah, that's what I always remembered was them on the boat, the little girl. Is played by Tina Majorino, mm-hmm. and who's been in a bunch of other. She was a, on a lot of stuff in the early '90s. She's Napoleon Dynamite's. She's in yeah, girl. Yep. She's Deb, not girlfriend, but you know, friend. Yeah, and she's really great in this movie because they just let her just talk yeah. all the time, and the Mariner hates it, and yep. so and steal all of his stuff, and like mm-hmm. realize that he's just collecting all this stuff and is not using it. And yeah, yeah, it's it's just like a fun dynamic, and and the. Helen, the woman, mm-hmm. is also great, and she's just always so at odds with him. Yeah, and it they play it really well, even though I don't feel like they have chemistry at all. No, they don't. And that's actually kind of why it's great because clearly they don't have chemistry. You can yeah, you can sense why they would be hostile toward each other. It's not like one of those like a rom com thing where they're like fighting, but they really like each other. Like yes. they're legit not getting along. Which is really weird that they eventually like are into each other. Yeah, they sleep together that, like that's, near the end, and it's just like work. so off putting. Yeah, it's that. That's what I will. I gotta say. The thing I'm going to be coming back to a lot is the tone of this movie is all over the place. Let's talk about that. Because okay, so well, yeah, <laughs> so there's that whole element, which is a big chunk of the middle of the movie, is this almost like odd couple esque thing between Kevin Costner, who is the most emotionless, stone faced nothing the whole yes, time. Yes, which and it was apparently a big thing that between him and the director fighting uh-huh. on how if he should be more of like a swashbuckling adventurer or he should be more of like a stoic. Yeah, type. no idea what he was going for. Um and then the little girl who's, you know, precocious and yes, all that. Yes, very much so. It's all that almost it's almost like a Dennis the Menace situation. <laughs> okay, and you're going to have a Dennis the Menace situation. Yeah. Book ended by two almost rape scenes yeah that's right not good that was really awful that's how they start and end that whole section of the movie yeah and it's like that's jarring <laughs> don't do that yeah i was just thinking if they had had obviously you, you know maybe you would have to change so much of it as to be unrecognizable yep but like you would have to basically not have Kevin Costner involved in the movie, in mm-hmm. which case the movie wouldn't have gotten made. Yes. Um, but even if he, well, one, obviously take out all the rape stuff. Well, of course. Or attempts attempts at it. But then also just like, it didn't add anything. Sure. But then also just like, if he and her, the the woman, had more of like a teasing thing going on. Yeah, totally. Or like if he was, even if his um, if he was problems. Yeah, anyway. if he was likable. If he was like a fun uh, almost be- like he didn't understand how society works kind yeah, of a guy yeah, yeah. maybe or even if he was like a yeah swashbuckling pirate type who's like a scoundrel with a heart of gold who's trying to have fun yeah but he wasn't trying to have fun ever right 
Uh, and that's, was, that's a weird thing. Even I know you mentioning the scene where essentially they they run into a trader right off the bat, mm-hmm. and he wants to trade for like time with the woman. Yeah, and Kevin Costner and the Mariner is like fine. Like, well, before that was tra- the, and he's trading yeah. in paper, which is apparently yeah. a big thing. And so and so um, it it's a whole thing essentially like. Then the Mariner changes his mind. Yeah. And- well, no, that was the one like towards the later. The earlier one was Helen, where where the Mariner wanted to throw the kid overboard because they didn't have enough water. Oh, that's right. And then Helen was just like, don't do it. I'll do anything to save this kid. Yeah. Basically, I'll even sleep with you, even though I clearly don't want to. Yep. That's right. And he's about that. just like, no. Yep. So it's like, those are like the two bookends of them learning how to get along. It opens with basically him wanting to throw this girl overboard because yeah. they don't have more water. And then it kind of ends with like him like redeeming himself or like ultimately proving that he's on their side. Yeah, it's really weird. Very off-putting. And then like the whole thing is like pierced with Dennis Hopper being like an actual clown. <laughs> like he's like, there's like a whole thing, like he loses his eye and there's like this whole wacky thing where somebody makes him a fake eye and it looks awful. Yeah. And he's like, is this good, everybody? And they're like, oh yeah. Like it's filmed. All this stuff with the smokers is filmed like a comedy. It's like a different movie. It's like movie. a completely different movie. Like there's the one scene where there's like a big like group reaction and one guy, like everybody's like murmuring and whatever. Yep. And one guy pops up from like the middle of the screen from below. Uh-huh. Like it's, uh, I don't, like it's Blazing Saddles or something. And it's like, <laughs> huh? Like the, it's completely comedy based. But I love it. And then all the, yeah. It, so it's just, I think if it was that tone for the whole movie, it would have been a lot better. You wanted the, the comedy tone. At least for it to be the same tone, first of all. But just well, okay. So let's compare it to one that did it right twenty years later, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Are there some funny moments? Yeah, a little bit, and it's more just that Max mm-hmm. is so feral and yeah. like not doesn't understand how the how humanity working with people works. Yeah, that there are these big uh, misinterpretations and stuff. Yeah, you know, between that him and like the the wives. Mm-hmm. Or between Nux and whoever else, yeah. and so, so yeah, there are some like actually funny parts in Mad Max, but they're situationally funny, and yeah. they're not like, for example, like Dennis Hopper, yeah. chatting to himself about how everyone's idiots. So in Waterworld, there's the scene where he gets mad at the girl and the at Helen, and what's the girl's name? Enola. Um, uh, Enola. He gets mad at them because the girl keeps, you know, like he's using his stuff and he like cuts their hair off. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of like a long setup joke where like the first earlier the woman says that he would look better with short hair. Yes. And then like, so that's like a joke. That one actually works, I think. That's Because that's like, that's a way that he like makes them pay for what Enola has been doing in a way that like isn't threatening and weird but it's also embarrassing for them they don't need every scene with those three to be laugh out loud funny no but that but i think they don't need to have it be just completely going like whiplash between that situational comedy and not like an actual comedian comedy yeah yeah that makes sense and even if they would have had it go back and forth between dennis hopper making cracks and those having a more situational comedy thing i think that would have been okay it would have been in a light-hearted movie do you want it to be lighthearted though? Like with all that action, how lighthearted can I mean? I yeah. I I want this movie to be. And here's the thing: I I like it great as is. Sure. I like the more serious 
stuff. I like the whole like the Mad Max type vibe of like yeah, everyone's just trying to survive. Yeah, and it's like dirt is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, I think that could have been cool, like almost like a western. Yeah, that's that's the tone I want. Okay, and the comedy doesn't really the tonal dissonance doesn't hurt it for me in a lot of ways. There are some scenes that I think are weird, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make me like it less. If that makes sense, sure. It makes me. It makes it a different movie for me. And the thing is, knowing all of the backstory of mm-hmm. when it was getting made, it makes way more sense why the movie is the way it is. Yeah. Oh, Do you want to talk about that a little bit, We too? might as well, yeah. Yeah. And we so, can come back to some of the more ridiculous things oh, that are we'll, actually in the movie. Yes, we'll never stop coming <laughs> up with ridiculous scenes in yeah. this movie. So the movie got crazy expensive. They spent well At over At the time, 100- it was the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah, I think they spent over $100 million. Mm-hmm. It was like 170 Yeah. Something like that. Um, it ballooned from like 80... I think $80 million was the original budget. Mm-hmm. Just kept going, kept going, kept going. It, it's Kevin Reynolds is the director. He worked with Kevin Costner on like Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And a couple other ones as well. Actually, I was reading about him. His like first major release yeah. was also Kevin Costner's first major starring role. Oh, there you in, go. In like the 80s. And it went well. Uh, yeah, and it went well. So and they then, were like partners. And then basically. they also helped each other on each other's projects. Yeah. So like they Which were like cool. tight. Like he helped him with the, he helped Kevin Costner with Dance with Wolves apparently. Oh, awesome! And Kevin Costner then helped Kevin Reynolds with some other movie he did. Yeah, they were filming and they had some real and you know Kevin Costner was getting pretty big at the time. Kevin, I gotta quick throw that in there. Kevin yeah. Costner at that point, I almost can't even blame Kevin Costner for having an insanely huge ego at that point. Yeah, because he was crushing it. Yeah, he did he Dance had, with Wolves. He, he well, did. and he had been in a bunch of like he had starred in a bunch of movies that were like hugely successful. Robin Hood did well. Yeah, and like all the baseball ones that were in the late eighties. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then yeah, uh, Dances with Wolves like won best picture. best picture, right, yeah. or something, or best director. He won an Oscar. Yeah. So like he was riding high. Absolutely. And then he decides to basically make this huge movie. He put a bunch of his own money in it, too. Yeah, which is also funny because Wyatt Earp apparently came out right before this and bombed. Was he in that? Yeah, he oh, was okay. the main guy. And Ooh. so, Well, and then he made The 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 Postman, was that it? That's after. After this, also bombed. Also bombed. So, so, basically, so this was the beginning of the decline of Kevin Costner yeah. in the 90s. And so they just did not have any idea what they were doing when they got out there. The script had gone through like 30-some writers. <laughs> wow. Um, so actually, near the end of it, while they were shooting, when Kevin Costner took over for Kevin Reynolds, mm-hmm. apparently Joss Whedon went out to work on it for a little bit. Hmm. And Joss Whedon was essentially transcribing what Kevin Costner wanted in the movie into the script itself. Yeah. And that was his only job. He wasn't there to like come up with anything new. Yeah. But so they had this giant set that just sank beneath the waves in Hawaii, in Hawaii forever. <laughs> and they couldn't even. So that whole part was cut. There's so much cut footage in this. And obviously the tonal distance between <laughs> like even scene to scene, what Kevin Costner's character is supposed to be like. Yeah, oh, man. And he really just he really tanked sucked. It. But I love that the but I love that this is the movie we got too. Yeah. Why do I love this movie so much? I don't know. That's the thing. I I I'm trashing it, but I also love it. Yeah. It just has such huge problems, and but I spent most of the movie like laughing. Yeah. Not most of the movie. I think that's maybe why I would like to just spend the whole movie laughing at look at what's happening right now. Sure. But then it keeps getting broken up by either very bleak, dark stuff or like a very extended scene of like him and Enola swimming 
and then the oh. Helen like looking on fondly while like yeah, music right. plays yep. for like a really oh, yeah, long that, time. That scene is weird, and it's just so it's paced very badly, yep. which isn't good for how long it is. It is, yeah. I will say though, the first like hour does go pretty good. Yeah, I'd say honestly, a lot of this is just due to director issues. Yeah, and just, just trying to trying a, to put too much in the movie. Probably. Just not having a good beat on what tone you want it to be that makes a lot of sense yeah so and, but yeah but i like the whole dichotomy between like the smokers being this really loud obnoxious mm-hmm. thing versus everyone else being like sad and that part actually yeah does that is pretty cool because a lot of it is that that dennis hopper is trying to uh, force a positive vibe on everyone yeah and force <laughs> like civilization yeah um in a weird way but civilization for them is like we smoke a lot of cigarettes yeah um <laughs> any spam yeah that's right what is it what do they call it uh smeet smeet that's what it is <laughs> they couldn't have spam so they called it smeet that's really good but which is weird actually because there's a lot of brands in the movie yeah they just couldn't use that one i guess apparently spam didn't let them yeah but oh man even the whole like him getting on the boat going killing his way through and stuff was really great yeah the whole so the smokers are on a big tanker which we learn at the end of the movie is the exxon Exxon valdez Valdez. so good Uh, and enola is she's been kidnapped and she's giving this big like hero speech of like he's unstoppable mm -hmm. that's pretty cool and and yeah it's probably the only thing i can i I see it and I'm like, Joss Whedon probably wrote that. He probably, probably loved it. Probably loved it. But it was great in that, yeah, because it's being said by like a nine year old girl, mm-hmm. and it's it's almost like Batman esque. It is. It's super Batman esque because you just see him killing his way through and and why he's actually as good as he is. Yeah. So yep. it's pretty impressive, and you know, then they have the big escape and him trying to escape on the plane and. Uh, and then the, he hooks the plane and like pulls the yeah. gear out the bottom. <laughs> There's all sorts of weird stuff. I will say the one tonally inconsistent moment that I think is really awful is when they get away on the balloon, mm-hmm. and then and Enola falls in the water, mm-hmm. and the three people who are left, yeah, the jet skis, the Deacon and the other two jet ski guys are all going for yeah, and <laughs> just laughing. They're in this hot air balloon and. And the Kevin Mariner, Costner, he ties one end of the rope to his leg and gives Helen the other end of the rope and says, tie this to something, and then jumps. And and he, so he bungee jumps yeah. down to <laughs> to Enola to save her. To pull her out of the ocean. And it's just, the rope is the perfect length. Yep. And he, like, grabs her yep. on the first try. Yep. It's perfectly gets, springy for some reason. Gets her up. Yep. And then all the bad guys run into each other in a giant fireball. And they're like bouncing back up as they're escaping the fireball. But it's like, okay, you bounce up. But then you would immediately bounce back down into the fireball. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... It makes no sense. Even even in this movie, it makes no sense. That's the only time where I'm like, all right, this is really corny. We didn't need, we didn't need this the extra The only time? Scene. That was the only time? Yes, the only time. <laughs> Having the jet skis tied underwater waiting that with was scuba cool. gear. <laughs> it makes sense to me yeah, okay. in that world. <laughs> That's fair. So there, uh, a lot of the cut scenes in this kind of help with a lot of the stuff as well. Apparently there was a, yeah, yeah. a cut scene of like how they stumbled upon all those cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember and that. Stuff like that. There were also ones about how everyone on the the atoll at the beginning didn't like that Enola was there because they could tell that something was sure going on that people were looking for and stuff. Yeah. So, 
I got to jump in quick. Yeah. One other thing I was going to mention, which I think could have helped. So the thing with uh, the Mariner being like this huge badass or whatever. Yes. I feel like that kind of got thrown in at the end. Like, not that he was incompetent before or anything. Yeah. But in, in the earlier action scenes of the movie, he does, he's doing obviously very well for himself. Yep. But it's all very undercut by Helen and Enola being with him and him basically being, what are you thinking about? Oh, yeah. You know, and like that being his vibe yep. of just like uh, get him getting after them for being incompetent and him being like crabby. <laughs> yeah he's, he's really like, cranky he's like a movie. boss who just like doesn't want to train the new guy yeah kind of yeah which isn't super badass no no it's just, <laughs> it's just lame yeah it's just like really really uncool i get that like there's no it's not funny nope really it's not badass it's not intimidating i mean like he has moments of being intimidating but it's just boy he just didn't have a character and it seems like they tried no. to add one post hoc in every scene so that's actually leads me into another cut scene mm-hmm. so in the end of the movie they follow the map they figure out that the map is upside down for some reason which apparently in the extended lore of the universe sure part of the reason that the ice caps melted was because the polarity of the uh, earth had reversed ah uh, which is a whole nother thing i don't even want to get sure. into that but it is interesting in that it actually explains why the map is upside down. And why everyone was having a problem reading it. Yes. So actually, I, I like that explanation in a super weird way. And that actually makes a lot of sense. Kind of. Uh-huh. It makes a little bit of sense. Because, as we learn from the extended edition, they end up on Mount Everest. Yeah, that's where, oh yeah, I was getting to that. So, so, so they, they make, they're, they're, you know, they find land. Yeah. It's this beautiful place. It's got horses and stuff. It is yeah. actual land. Yep. Uh, it's got fresh water. It's got you know trees. plants and trees. They stumble into what we gotta assume is Enola's parents. Well, actually, we do know that because she vaguely remembers. She, it. Yeah, she opens the music box that's there, and it's the song she's been singing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, and apparently, an extended edition scene also has her talking a little bit more about how these are her parents. Sure. So at the end of the movie, there's two things. One is that the extended edition shows Kevin Costner building the boat that he goes off on. Mm-hmm. A little more. He does end up leaving on a boat and takes some dirt with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Helen actually tells him the story of Ulysses and ah. says, hey, maybe your name should be Ulysses. And so he actually gets a name and he's huh. not the Mariner. Well, that's nice. Which is real sweet. <laughs> but actually in the scene where I, I they actually a really affecting scene in the movie is when they, they stumble upon that little shack and see the two dead people yeah when the inking stuff where they yeah. clearly tattooed their mm-hmm. daughter with and stuff and that's like and and she walks in and she's just quiet like it's a really nice scene yeah and uh but anyway as the mariner or ulysses is leaving which is why extended cut is called the ulysses cut ah uh, yeah okay i've seen that yeah. yep and so they go to the top of this island and they see a plaque there and the plaque says <laughs> uh, something about you know, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing yeah. Norgay being the first two people to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is Mount Everest. I was going to say... Which explains yeah. why there's the only land in all the world. Yep. I was going to say... And I guess it explains why the tattoo is Chinese. Yeah. Or something. Yep. Chinese looking. I was going to say the reason why the, the flipping of the... Or why the needing to look at it... The polarity different, thing. The numbers yeah. being wrong, basically. Yep. Would explain why they're in the totally wrong part of the world. And... So I looked. I found this in the trivia that apparently 
So in one scene, the Mariner goes way underwater. Oh, yes. show Helen yep. the wreckage of civilization. Yep. I was going to talk to you about this, too. And apparently, it's supposed to be a CGI Denver. Yes. Which helps me a lot. Because I was just like, how far down did they go? Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, but that makes us don't have to go down as far if it's yeah. Denver. Yep. It's already a mile And then they'd high, be on baby. the wrong side of the earth if yes. people had brought her to where they thought it was supposed to be or yep. something. Yeah, totally. You know, if somebody had read her tattoo. Yeah. So anyway, uh, insane, insane movie. Um, it's truly crazy. If you hadn't seen it as many times as we have, I would not blame you at all for just being really baffled about like, what's did, going on. And why does Jordan like this so much? <laughs> It is a little bit of where they they do a little bit explaining, but a lot of it it's just you. They do kind of encourage you to take in information, yeah, which is good. And there's cool world building. I think even like anytime you meet someone else on the sea, you have to trade. Him having this crazy boat. We yeah. talk about the boat for a sec. How great that is. Mm-hmm. He's got this amazing crank system where he can steer, turn up his sails. Like it like it's uses great. both hands and his feet and it's like a whole thing. There's and a lot of great action of him just like just like really quickly putting his sail up. Hitting levers and being pulled up by a rope. Oh, super it's so fast. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Stuff like that. It would like a lot of basically pirate Yeah. Stuff. Or like how they're you know, how they dirt's so valuable and how the atoll they go to they save all their waste. Yep. Like when someone dies, they just put them in the waste, and it's like, are there this waste is like fertilizer? And there's or like whatever. a big tree growing on it. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got his little uh, lime tree. Yes. So he doesn't get scurvy. Yeah. See, that stuff is so cool. That's the kind of stuff. That's what makes a movie so awesome for me is when you have the, take the time to come up with all of these little extra things that mm-hmm. make fleshing the world, out the universe. Yeah, that are like here's a natural here's the sociology of a world that's that this much more different than ours. Yeah. I like that stuff so much, and this yeah. movie has it in spades. Yeah, that's like the whole, the literally the best part of this movie is that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And anything, anything else in this movie is just a result of how good they did on that. Yes, that is definitely. I agree. And even like of the plot stuff that they came up with, mm-hmm. all the coolest parts is kind of based off of the consequences of the world that we've constructed. Yeah, exactly. And even the idea of like. You know, this guy who controls this big oil tanker yep. that a bunch of people live on. How would that be organized? You know, how would this guy yeah. keep everybody in line when they're running out of everything? Yep. That kind of stuff. Like, that is the more and interesting it's because he's like movie. a cult leader. Yeah, he, he makes is, it a cult situation, yeah. which is pretty smart. He's given speeches about how he's seen a vision and stuff yep. all the time. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool. Man, I will also say they did a pretty good job of making... Essentially making Mad Max on the ocean. Yeah, that's in all terms want. of like the costumes. Yeah, that's pretty much on the same level of them being very over the top. Yep, really weird. Like there's like a lot of like little flair. Yeah, and it and, feels very lived in in that yeah. way. Yeah, and it's like clearly they don't have a lot in the way of fabric, so yeah. they just figure out what they can. Yeah, or even when he goes diving and he picks up those ski boots, mm-hmm. and then the bad guy takes the ski boots. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing those around the rest of the movie. Yeah. So there's definitely, um, I agree with you that that part of it is cool. Um, but it's kind of stupid to have the Exxon Valdez. <laughs> yeah. Little things like that. It's 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 completely ridiculous. Can you imagine that in Mad great. Max, by the way? Oh, the Exxon. No, no, not, like that, a... not that specifically, but just like if the movie was filled with little like, huh? Huh? Yeah. You know, like. 
Like the cars are really cool, but they're not any specific car. Other it, it, than yeah. other than Max's same car that he always has, or even just a little like the crayon thing. Oh sure. If there was just like, but if the point of it was just like, oh look at this, he's got a bunch of National Geographic. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that like, ooh, he's in our world? Yep. You know, yep. like I think that kind of. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that is a little. Or pointing out like the un- underwater Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it kind of it really does d- detach you a little bit. Yeah. Which whatever. Yeah. Uh, they had a they had a tight wire to walk. Oh, and they did they, not do it. They did some stuff good, but it was a tough. It was a tough go. It's tough when you they tried hand their best it, when you have to hand the pole over halfway on the wire to somebody else, and they have. That to also keep going. doesn't help. Also, the movie just bombed. Oh, so bad! Like it apparently apparently did okay for the studio because they did some really weird oh, accounting, accounting to make it work. <laughs> yeah, due to like some weird overseas stuff. Sure, but it didn't do well for anybody. Like yeah. everybody came off that looking bad. Oh yeah. Especially Kevin Costner. Yeah. It, it, oh, boy. It, it, what did they call it? Fishtar? Because Ishtar did so bad. Yeah. So they, <laughs> it's a good uh, one. they compared it to that. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Kevin Costner, is he doing anything now? I mean, he's in like TV so, shows, right? I actually saw, so him and the director, oh, what was his name? Also a Kevin? Yep. Reynolds. Kevin Reynolds. So they didn't talk for a long time, but apparently they worked together on... That Hatfields and McCoys TV oh, show weird. in like 2012. Well, that looks like they buried the hatchet. They must have. So that's nice. Oh, how good. Uh, I feel like, I mean, he's in the movie with Jessica Chastain last year. Oh, cool. That Aaron Sorkin one. Oh, yeah. The Miss So-and-so. Miss Sloan. Miss Sloan. There he you go. He was her dad. You know, he seems to Mo- do... Or no, Molly's Game. He, Molly's Game. Sorry, Miss Sloan is another Jessica Chastain one. Yeah. He seems to get roles like that. You oh know? yeah, he was like Superman's dad, and yeah, he's kind of got a new Superman. thing going as an he old was, guy. Yeah, he was in Hidden Figures. Oh yeah, so he's been in some stuff again. Yeah. Good for him. I feel like he's probably I never really liked him that much. No, me neither. I don't I think mean, he's an appealing person, acting wise. No, and I don't understand what was going on in that time period when everyone, when like him and Dennis Quaid and Bill Pullman and like all these guys that are just yeah. like you are the most generic form. Of, is it like of, is it like a neutral mask thing? Maybe because like even in Dances with Wolves, yeah, he's so dull. He's so dull, <laughs> and it. I get how that is probably a neutral mask thing on purpose. Yeah, because yep. his whole deal is that he's in this. You know, like it's literally like another country. Yep. for him. Yeah, and we're supposed to be relating with him experiencing this new stuff yep but he doesn't need to be that dull all the time i think he is just dull yeah or like i never saw the robin hood one that he did everybody trashed him on that for years for not bothering to do a british accent it's pretty bad i've seen clips that's i think i would have probably liked that more if i'd seen it as a kid in the same way i saw this as a kid and i do like it yeah but it's not great alan rickman is great there we go everything else in it is just not worth it. Like, why did you bother? Why did you think you could do this? Yeah, I just really don't understand why everyone was casting him in any of these. I kind of get the baseball movies. Yeah. I've seen Field of Dreams a long time ago. He plays well as a dad from Iowa. Yeah. But that's not the energy you want to bring to your pirate <laughs> mo- future movie, right? Oh, no, right. Exactly. Or to Robin Hood, yeah. who is known for being the swashbuckling yeah. trickster guy. Instead of a really dull... 
Iowa dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Yeah. I don't even think he's even from Iowa, well, but still. <laughs> anyway, now we have cooler action stars like... Uh... Chris Evans. Oh, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> I was trying to think of somebody who's super white. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got pathos. That's true. He can actually act. Yeah, that's true. He can. His whole thing is is being sad. Captain America is always sad. And that's... Captain America is its own animal anyway. Yeah. That is the energy you want to bring for Captain America. Yeah. He's got to be sad because yeah. the country's always kind of sad. All, all think about itself too yeah, much. All American sadness. Yeah, exactly. Um, Do we have any final things on Waterworld? I feel like there was probably more. I would recommend everyone. Spe- oh, I'm sure we could talk for another two hours on this. On <laughs> about stuff. specific scenes. I yeah, go ahead. You were saying you would recommend it too. I would recommend it to anybody. I just want everyone to watch it. If you still like our podcast at this point, I think you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> like, you know, it's insane. It's kind of everything we like in a movie, a little bit. It's got it's not parts like our of favorite everything movie. we like. <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. Yeah. It, it, I think it's it's definitely an example of that, though, in the in that we... I like it when movies go for it. Oh, yeah. And this movie goes for it. Oh, yeah. It goes for it just so hard in... Even when you're talking about the filming of the action scenes. Yeah. The action scenes are actually filmed really good. They are. They're great. And then they're using that skill to just have the most insane thing happen. To have water skiing jumpers. And yeah, and uh, the sea, he hooks the boat to this other boat so that this guy firing this oh, machine gun turning just and... slowly turning the machine gun towards his own guys. <laughs> and it's just like, this is like a cartoon. Yeah, but it's a great cartoon. Yeah, it's like a $200 million cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want, baby. Yeah. Give me those... <laughs> good good movies like that it's a cartoon with an extended universe that's i mean but like that's what i want movies to be Mm -hmm. i don't want movies to just be a one-for-one recreation of a thing that happened yeah that's like united 93 is like the least appealing movie to me of all time because it's like all right here's basically how real people acted in a real situation yeah no i agree why do i go to the movies for that but i think Waterworld also doesn't have any themes no (laughs) which isn't great that's all But that's, for an action That's movie. your thing. Yeah, but for an action dumb movie. This is one of the better ones in yeah. the 90s in terms of like, if you want a dumb action movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's the dumbest. Yeah, but it's so fun. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. Dumb fun. So we're very conflicted on this and we want you to watch it. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Join us. <laughs> won't you? Join us, won't you? <laughs> in being miserable about Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs>